Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Maddie Faz podcast live from the Jersey Shore down here in the foxhole. Joined by my good buddy and a, uh, I guess we'll call him a rising political star, right? Is that, is that, that star? Uh, uh, not a very bright star, but I guess you could say that. A, a, a rising player. A rising, a rising a, player. A rising player. Uh, my, my, good, uh, my good buddy, Mike Clancy, chairman of the uh, Red Bank Republican Party. Here to talk about all things New Jersey politics, and uh, of course, I mean, how could we talk about politics without uh, talking about <laughs> what's going on uh, right now uh, nationally? Because uh, that is uh, that—that's uh, front and center. And yeah, I know. I—I I, I mean, it—you know—working in media, and obviously, I mean, I—I've kind of changed gears a little bit recently. I've been doing more of the, the podcasting stuff. My God, I mean, you'd go through days where you would have, uh, you know, no news at all. Like, you'd be struggling to, like, try to put together a story. Yeah, so, gold, so Trump is a gold mine. All yeah. you got to do is follow his Twitter account. Yeah. And I mean, you know, like, for example, at, at, at New Jersey 101.5, usually you'd want to have, like, eight to ten reporter stories. And, and you, you've listened before. So, you know, those are the ones that are played during the newscasts. You, you you would interview one, one, two, three, maybe, you know, four people, max, whatever. Interview them, put a story together, and then uh, have an air air version that, that, that ran, and then a web version that ran. There were many days where, you know, you would, again, just be, like, dying, trying to come up with something. Now, it's like the news cycle changes literally like on a minute by minute basis. I've never seen anything like this in my life. Well, and it's media overload too. So you miss a lot of the really important topics that get overlooked by the next thing that comes up there. I know. And the media will do that intentionally to, to, to shift something on something else. But I mean, I, again, I mean, it's, it, it's a very tricky situation right now because, you know, again, like you're right now, you, you have a, a, a news cycle that's often driven by, the president's tweeting habits. I mean, that in itself is unprecedented. Well, you know, and, and I'm not saying that it's always newsworthy, but it's just where we are right now. I mean, you know, he could tweet right now that, you know, IHOP has the best pancakes. And, and you know, there'll be people now, you know, out, out in front of IHOP and then people protesting in front of Denny's. And, you know, again, so it's like you never know, like, where the things are going to go. And it, I, I've just – I have never – Again, having worked in media now like six, seven years, have never seen anything like this. But, you know, if you do this type of thing, I mean, there are no shortage of issues. And and I'm saying even even now, you know, with what you're doing, you know, there's so many issues that are now raised to the forefront that, you know, are, are becoming, you know, relevant issues. And, um, you know, I, I know we were talking a little bit off the air before. Uh, you know, in Red Bank, where, you know, where, where you have kind of laid your roots now and, and, and are, you know, kicking off your, your political career, um, right? You, sanctuary cities now, is that, that's becoming a, a big it's, issue. It's become a huge issue as a town that's, you know, got a predominant, you know, 40% Latino population and significant amount of undocumented immigrants there. Um, I'm also on one of these roles called the Human Relations Committee, which was and basically a nothing role, I thought, and it was basically somehow to make the town 
get along and talk to each other. And then one of the guys that were on the committee, he wrote an op-ed about, you know, the messages he was getting, the emails he was getting from the town about becoming a sanctuary city. And that became front and center in a town. So mm. we decided, well, I would say he decided to bring it up for a vote for a resolution on the uh, Human Relations Committee. The town got word of this. The Trump supporters got word of this. So that day they had a Trump rally in Middletown. The Trump rally followed down and moved into Red um, in a normal meeting, a human relations committee is six people up in a conference room. Mm-hmm. They moved it down to council chambers, and we sat up on the council chambers, and it was standing room only to the point where there was a line out the door of mostly uh, children of uh, undocumented immigrants coming up and giving you know heartwarming sob stories about them worrying about their parents getting deported. And that was front and center. So now we had to vote on this. We had the entire town knowing about this. Asbury Park Press was covering it all. You know, the local media was all over this about this issue um, for a role that really has no you know, authority over the town, no authority over mm. the municipality, over the, the police force. And, you know, this this came down from, you know, Trump's policy, Trump's uh, Trump's how he's campaigned and, you know, his travel ban, his, you know, these the media talked about how ICE was raiding different houses, and it it blew up. And now that's still front and center, and it's still you know potentially going to be a big issue for Red Bank if the council decides to follow with our recommendation and go through with it. And uh, you know, at, at these meetings that you're describing, and again, <clears throat> you know, these are local meetings. Are, are you noticing an, a, an uptick in just participation? Um, well, no matter- prior to. Prior to this meeting, we never had public participation in any of the human relations yeah. meeting. It was more, you know, coming up with agendas that we would do or, incent- or, you know, what we would do in the next meeting or things we could connect the community together. Up until this meeting, I don't think anybody really knew what the human relations committee was even was, who was on it. <clears throat> um, and I sat there with uh, one of my colleagues, and we were the two descending votes, you mm-hmm. know, speaking out against you know, this, the negative things, the negative impacts it could have to the town. And, you know, even had the police chief come up there and talk about the issue, about how it relates to the community, how it's going to, how he goes in there. Um, you, you know, have now, now personally, you know, now, now that people see you, you know, present, you know, at, at these different meetings and, and as a, as a, as an official, you know, in Red Bank, um, are are you getting more emails, more uh, you know? I don't I don't want to threats. Are you getting you know uh, any no. anything of that nature? Are, are you? I've never got threats, um, and, and I understand it's different. You know, th- th- then I say, get phone calls from time to time. Yeah. But I've kind of when I I took over about eight months ago as the chairman. Um, the previous chair was you know very outspoken, very front and center. You know he kind of took the, you know, he was the, the headline for the party where I've, I've taken more of a, a background role and uh, try to, you know, build up the party behind the scenes and support the council <clears throat> people and let them be out in front and center. But, uh, I still do get calls. Um, mostly my, uh, you know, my engagement with the public is through, yeah, with yeah. through reporters, you know, I get calls and from I, them or yeah. emails and from I, them. And I understand it's different than, you know, say, you know, s- some of these congressmen now who are going home and just getting am at, at these meetings. And, mm. um, but, but, you know, I don't know if that was spilling over into, you know, some of the more 
you know, local t- type of meetings or anything like that. Not really. Even in the, even the council people who, you know, they're, it's much more easily to address them than it is address me. Cause you can get their webs, you can get their email off the web, the County website. Um, they get a lot more emails than I do, but I mean, I get them from time to time. Yeah. Um, and mostly my connection is just through reporters or through the media. Yeah. And how do you, how do you feel about this? I mean, I, I know there's been a lot of debate about, you know, how this is all playing out. Obviously, you know, I, I, I think one thing we can agree on, Donald Trump is a very polarizing individual, whether you like him, hate him, feel indifferent about him, still waiting to see, you know, how he does. He is a polarizing guy. Absolutely. No doubt about it. And, um, you know, and, and with that now, and I think since this travel ban first came out, and obviously, you know, it's still working its way over. Now we have version 2.0 that that was uh, signed today um you know you are seeing this uptick in you know more more uh constituents basically camped out waiting for congressmen and, and senators to come back home but i mean very much like what we saw in 2009 with the rise of the tea party i understand there are differences and you know you hear rumors of whether George Soros is funding it, whether it's Obama's organizations that are funding it. I mean, how, how do you feel about what we're seeing at, at you know, it, the current political climate with, well, with these? I mean, he's absolutely polarizing and polarizing is fine. Obama was very much polarizing, but it's it's a different it's a completely different reaction. And, you know, it's disputed whether, you know, the violence that you're seeing at some of these rallies is, you know, paid agitators are actually truly just protesters that, you know, lost control. Um, I mean, the violence in the in Berkeley when Milo was there, you know, yeah. they had zero arrests. Unless you start arresting these yeah. people and, and, and start and saying that this is not okay, this is this is going to keep on happening. Yeah, and, and, I, and I'll say, I mean, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of that guy, but stuff like that, I, I, I there's no place for that kind of stuff no right? I'm, I'm not defending him no you know, no i know i'm saying there's I'm no saying, there, there's no there, there's no place for you know just because you don't agree with a speaker coming to a school that i, I mean I, I draw a line there that, you're, you know you're like, perfectly content to protest yeah, which don't go i don't understand don't, why you need to even yeah, protest that. Saying, don't go don't don't spend money to go and that's mm-hmm. it and and you know to, to to take it to the point and, that, and that's the thing i i, I and i think that's where liberals can set themselves back a little bit. You know, when you start doing things like that, rather than, you know, th- there's a way to channel that energy. You know, if, if, if you are, are feeling galvanized about, you know, that you don't agree with Trump's policies and you don't like people like Milo, that's fine. You know, they're, they're, you, you have your freedom of speech, but you, I, I, I feel like you set yourself back and, and give yourself a bad name by conducting yourself like that by you know violence and throwing things and 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 you know to the point where you have to end up canceling an event and you know and 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 you know then you have those those agitators looking at it looking at it like it's a victory you know that to me sets the whole movement that liberals are trying to get going back quite a bit i mean it's partly the liberals fault for siding with far left radicals and there are many moderate liberals and there are many reasonable even far left liberals that are reasonable there's the radical ones that find this behavior completely okay yeah Uh, how did i mean 
I, I I'll admit I, I'm I am a big fan of Bill Maher. I I enjoy his show. I mean, how, how did I you? I can't f- say I'm a big fan of him, but I respect him. Yeah, and and, and, and I mean, I, I like there are times when he him calls and I it like it is. is. He calls it like it is, and Which I, I don't and, have a problem with. And you know, I mean, and, and if you've seen recently, I mean, he he's been as critical of liberals as anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he's been calling him out and and saying that they need to stop taking the the, the t- taking the bait. And stop getting so worked up over. No, he was dead on thing. when he was talking about that. Yeah, and, and 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 you know, even though I mean, shortly after his interview with, Mi- I mean, Milo did that interview, and then it, you know, for a minute it was like, wow, Milo, you know, he's kind of come mainstream here. He went from you know, kind of the shadowy figure. That was actually one of the worst interviews I've ever seen. No, I know it was a love fest. It was it, lo- was, it was so weird. But and they didn't get on any legitimate topic or have well. And those those interviews are always a little bit rushed because you know it, they have like four or five minutes basically before he starts his panel. Yeah. Um. So those are always a little bit you know a l- l- little bit of a rush job. And half of it, it was trying to keep my you know get Milo to think about you know <laughs> stay on one topic. It, it, was, it was all all of those. But it, it, the the whole thing was just surreal because here it was you know you had this love fest between two people who you thought would hate each other. Mm-hmm. They ended up you know, kind of finding some, it was almost like a father son finding like this common bond. And then, you know, fast forward 72 hours and Milo had the worst week of his life. <laughs> the guy lost, the guy lost the, uh, a keynote speaking job at, at CPAC. As much as that happened, you're going to see him back again. Oh, of course. No, I, he's it, not gone. Absolutely. But, but I'm just saying, but just, in, Oh yeah. He went, the, in the terms, tide turned of, in so terms of having a bad week, that is, I mean, that's as bad as uh, as it can get to lo- lose a, you know, lose lose a keynote speaking job at at CPAC, lose a book deal, which again, I'm I'm sure he'll recoup that or, or or put it out independently, and then losing his job at Breitbart. I mean, he, I mean, that was that that was one of the most surreal, like, you know, seventy two to ninety six hours I've ever witnessed in my life, you know, politically. Yeah, I mean, his political meltdown was was a complete hatchet job, though, because especially the way it went down, well, that wasn't something that was new. That was out and, for a while before yeah, it was. Yeah. They waited till then well, to yeah, do that. Yes, there was whatever the, uh, the Reagan battalion or whatever you know w- w- waited to uh, put that out. L- let me ask you this, I mean, and I'll be honest. I mean, I'm I, I'm not a big Breitbart reader. I, I know of Milo, and I know you know I know of some of his different camp. You know, I mean he. Again, he's almost like a real. It's funny because Bill Maher really hit it on the head. He he called him Bruno, the the, the Borat. You know, yeah. the, the, he does. He looks and acts almost exactly like him, but um, but it's real life. And, you know, it's. Uh, but I mean, I, I, I after all that happened, I you know I, I did some more reading reading up on him, just trying to you know learn whatever I could. I mean, is he considered a bit of a poser to to like the ultra right i mean or i mean i don't like or just I like, don't really ad, know like what an agi- ultra right is really is, but, uh, i mean i i don't know like how to characterize him or like what you, you can't really characterize him but he's yeah. somebody who's at times he's brilliant yeah. and at times he's incredibly yeah. offensive and sometimes you're not quite sure where he actually falls whether it's stick whether or it's, yeah. yeah or and or, <clears throat> you know there was one dialogue he had with a uh, you know a Black Lives Matter supporter, and she asked a bunch of you know kind of pointed 
questions and he, he gave her time to speak, but his response to her was fantastic. I mean, it was on yeah. the point. He had st- he had stats and polls to back it up. And yeah. I mean, and you know, he was respectful to her and, and his comment back was not just respectful, it was yeah. well thought out and articulate and you really couldn't argue back against it. Yeah. And then you see the other <laughs> side of it where, you know, he's a love fest on Bill Maher or he says things just to infuriate yeah. other people. Yeah. But my, I mean, my, my only issue, I don't know if, did you watch the overtime portion of that? I show? didn't, I missed the overtime. I, I wish he was um, on the panel that was on HBO. Th- um, there was the, the one dude, uh, not Larry Wilmore, that the other, uh, black dude who, um, he, I think he's a former CIA agent mm-hmm. or, I mean, really decorated guy who's, you know, done some really unbelievable missions and very well accomplished. And it, that was the only part that bothered me. I mean, Milo was basically talking down to the guy. And here's this guy who was, you know, by, you know, has done things that he can't even talk about because, you know, he's done, you know, the, the toppest of top secret missions and, you know, by all accounts, a patriot, mm-hmm. you know, for this country and, you know, you have Milo talking down to him just just to be an asshole. Stuff like that, you know, w- was a little much. But, um, you know, I mean, I, like, like, I, like Bill Maher basically said, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, he, he's just, he, he just tries to ruffle feathers and, you know, tries to provoke people. But I, I, I will agree with you. I mean, I, he's not a stupid guy. He's, I, I, I do think he's intelligent. I, I think he's well-spoken and... When he harnesses it the right way, I mean, he, you know, he. he so he's kind of where, where he fails is where I kind of follow people like Ben Shapiro, mm. who, who lack the charisma that that Milo has, but yeah. back it up with more facts, figures, is much more articulate, comes with yeah. a much more educated point to him. Um, I mean, I mean, and he's very controversial too. I mean, he he gets his his speeches protested, not in any way the way that Milo does, and he's much more classy in his presentation. Um, whereas, I mean, like Ben Shapiro is a guy I'm a much bigger fan of than Milo. Milo yeah. does what he does, you know, and he's a media whore. I mean, because that's what he's he's out to do. The, the funniest was uh, again when I was trying to catch up on all this, and you know, just to see how it all how it all played out um <laughs> seeing richard spencer trying richard spencer was clearly irked by the fact that milo was getting so much attention and kind of stealing richard spencer's thunder <laughs> and basically i mean he was almost calling milo a poser and saying that he's not alt right or whatever the fuck the terms are you know but it was just. It I still was, haven't quite figured out what alt right is. I, I know. I, I'm I not. I, I I do not label myself as alt right. No, no. I know. I, 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 I'm not. I'm not saying it's just. But it, but it was just funny because he, he he was clearly just like irritated that you know Milo was getting all this attention and like Richard Spencer was like kind of like getting lost in the limelight a little bit. So then Richard Spencer showed up at CPAC. Got a, you know, held a little media gaggle and then got booted like five minutes into being there. <laughs> he, and he he, paid, he bought his own ticket and then just uh, you know got booted almost uh, almost immediately. But uh, you know it, the, the, it, the whole thing was just you know absolutely surreal. But I I uh, you know I, I I was wondering you know what was going. I, I mean I I guess the, the CPAC organizers were were trying to make it a little bit edgier and trying to you know get somebody like that you know or or i don't know i mean were they trying to go for this free speech 
kind of thing. I don't know. That guy, Matt Schlapp, who CPAC, I don't mm. know. Like, I, I, he kind of strikes me as a little bit of a buffoon. Like, he just, I, I don't know. He, I mean, he, he, CPAC is very, you know, very conservative, but it's very, um, like, the guys that are there are, like, very, like, well-known. They're always mm. very, like, structured in what they talk about. There's no controversy, you know. I mean... It, it's kind of like, especially post election year. Yeah. Like, what were you gonna? What were, what was gonna happen at CPAC? Yeah. CPAC, you know, during an election year, during a campaign year, is is exciting. Well, like, how do you make <clears throat> people follow CPAC after the election? Like, between now and when you know, four years from now, when Trump runs an election, what, you know, what's the point of going to CPAC? Well, and it's amazing. I mean, you know, before we uh, started recording, I mean, we, we were talking about Governor Christie and just you know how quickly. You know, your political life can change. I mean, Donald Trump didn't show up last year because they were ready to stage a walkout. And, you know, he didn't want to be privy to that. You know, he didn't want that on his watch where, you know, the right uh, the, yeah. the, that, uh, you know, and, and have any involvement with that. So he decided to, to cancel his appearance there now. It was like, <laughs> you know, Donald Trump was like the conquering hero coming back uh, to CPAC. I mean, it, and it's just, it's just amazing, like how quickly, you know. Well, I think a thing, lot of that happened. Change. I mean, that a lot of the, you know, the hardcore conservatives were kind of fooled uh, by the polls and just didn't. They didn't want Trump for what he stood for. That the the established, you know, the establishment of the the conservative or the Republican branch of the party um, wasn't troll yeah. anymore. So you know, well, they were. They were anti-Trump because they looked at that yeah. as an attack on, you know, where they were. Uh, and let me ask you this. I mean, I, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on any of this. Uh, you know, you're, you're self-described libertarian. I mean, I, I guess the, the best way to describe my political philosophy would be classical liberalism. Yeah. Um, which is somewhere between a conservative and a libertarian. Uh-huh. Um, and then there's like fields of libertarian. There's big L libertarians who believe in this libertarian utopia that's never going to exist. And then whereas I'm more full of more the, the small L libertarian, which, you know, I would like it to be this way, but I work within yeah. the, the political sphere that's what's given yeah. in front of me. And, you know, I mean, would you describe Trump as a conservative or any semblance of a conservative? I mean, how like. How how do you characterize him? I mean, because I mean, I mean, let's Trump be, is, let, right, let's, 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 say, let, let's be realistic. Trump I mean, is not a liberal. He, I, I can say that. Trump is he? I mean, know, he, he was socially liberal like a year and a half ago. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean like, the, the thing too was like you have to wonder: Is Trump really? You know, does he believe what he says, or does he say it to get his supporters riled up? Mm -hmm. and is, is he? You know, where is he actually going to stand on that? Well, you know, he was. You know pro-choice before now he's adamantly pro-life you know yeah, so uh, yeah. it's 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 you have I mean, to wonder I mean, if I, it's I, political I, calculations yeah. or he, he yeah. actually is there so and, and I, ideologically I, I, ideologically it's hard to really gauge him and that's the thing and i don't think he's an ideologue at all i think i think you know he, he did some of those early events you know in iowa you know just you know some you know rural america type type of things and traction he, he struck a nerve. He realized, and again, and that's good. I mean, look, I, I'll admit I am not the biggest Donald Trump fan, but I mean, good for him for at least being cognizant of what was going on out there. Mm -hmm. he, 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 he realized what the climate was in terms of, you know, what people's real concerns were, what the, you know, what some of the issues that maybe were underreported were. And, 
you know, again, whether, like you said, whether he actually believes it or not, or just decided to ride the wave, he, he caught on to something. I mean, he, he absolutely struck a nerve. Well, he won the election because he was able to connect with the average people. And you look at the topic of China manipulating its currency that he'd been talking about for four years. Yeah. Now, I don't really agree with him on that at all, you mm. know, but, you know, it was real easy to make China, the, you know, the enemy there. Yeah. To make that, you know, it, it's real easy to blame them for the loss of jobs. That was an easy thing to do. To be able to actually explain how currency manipulation actually works and yeah. how the, you know, how Americans benefit and how free trade benefits, that's a really long story. It's real easy for you to, you know, yeah. to make the, you know, make the Chinese government the scapegoat for why all these but, people lost lawns and and people rally to that but and that's the thing i mean and, I, and i'll give him that i mean he he has he, he has an amazing ability um you know to be charismatic but also boil everything down into layman's terms again whether it's true or not or whether he has any idea I mean, what he's talking that about is typically what how Republicans fail because they can't boil it down to layman's terms. Yeah. It's so easy on the opposing well, yeah, side. I mean, it's yeah. a short argument. And, and, and I agree with that. You, you got guys like Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan who just want to, they, 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 they talk at ad, ad nauseum about these topics and they lose the audience. Trump, you know, he, he again, he, he, he latched onto something and, you know, he was able to just boil it all down and, you know, make it work and, and, and say it in a way where people are like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we are getting screwed. The little guy is getting screwed. You know, China is the reason for this. You know, you know, look at all these closed down factories. Look, you know, and again, I mean, I, whether half of it's bullshit, whether he believes half of it, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't and I don't think any of us will ever truly know what he, what he feels in his heart. But. He, I mean, there is no doubt about it. I mean, he is an absolutely gifted politician. He's a gifted politician. I don't know if he's a gifted orator because he's he's very clumsy with his messaging. Yeah, but, but he's but, gifted with he's gifted in knowing what will make but, but people I, but, tick. But I almost look at it like he's almost like a baseball closer, you know, like where you have to have amnesia. You know, he can have a, he can have a gaffe. I mean, and he had quite a few on the campaign. Oh, yeah, well, it was unprecedented. Anybody else that did the things he did, they they would have lost in the primary. And But but, but that's, but again... And, and every and, time when the media came out and said, you know, he's done, he's never going to really recover I, I, for this, I, I, I mean, he I only mean, got I, more popular. I, I mean, the grab them by the pussy thing, that would sink anybody. That, I mean, literally. I mean, that, I, that's one example. I mean, that's not even talking about policy stuff. I mean, he, he changed position, you know, he... There are a million examples that, you know, we could spend four hours going through things. But like I said, I, I look at it almost like like a baseball closer. He he ha had a gaffe. You know, his team, I'm sure, said, you know, Don, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know about that one. And he just blocks it out like he acted like it just never happens. And just he, he'd go out to the next speech and just just full steam ahead. I mean. That, you know, that's not an easy skill to to acquire, you know, like, like you either have that or you don't like not everybody has that. You know, a, lo a lot of people, you know, get hung up like if they make a mistake like that, it, it fucks with their head. Well, I mean, I think if you were ever going to enter politics, you need to be able to no matter what mistakes yeah. you do, you have to spin it in a positive light. But and there's there's ways to do it. And then, you know, I think yeah. Donald created a totally different way by just completely ignoring it. And, and, that, and playing it, but, and I wish he would be doing that right now, 
instead of you know well, letting Sessions recluse himself or Michael Flynn resign. I wish you would stop apologizing for anything that happens and just play your game. Well, I, I know. I mean, I mean, and before you know, I I, I do want to go into some of the you know main policy stuff, you know, and and some of the the different issues that that are kind of in the news right now. Um, but just in terms of the Republican Party, you know, because like, like I said last year, I mean, you know, he, he couldn't even show up at CPAC because it, there was going to be a walkout. You have the alt right, you know, you have the you know normal Republicans like yourself. You have now this Trump wing of the party that's somewhere, you know, nationalism, populism, and maybe a little bit of the alt-right people, you know, like that are kind of like, it, do you think this is the new Republican Party? Or do you think, you know, once Trump either kind of gets his legs under him in, into presidency or once, whatever, say he serves two terms, do you think it, it'll it go back to, you know, kind of how, you know, somebody like Reagan drew up the Republican Party? I mean, how how do, how do you see, you know, the, the and I, I know it's a little bit of a loaded question, but how do you see like kind of the, the, the future of the Republican Party? Well, I think one of the things that Trump did differently was he brought people that were totally disengaged with politics yeah. out of the woodwork. Yeah. And I would agree. With I think that. even what you're looking at right now is, you know, his approval rating and these polls, and they were all wrong because they weren't asking the wrong questions, and, and they, they were, weren't asking the right people, and they weren't asking the right people. So now you have these people that either never voted before, uh, almost never vote, um, and then there's a lot of Trump supporters who, you know, who don't want to be harassed for their views, who don't want to tell people they're Trump supporters that are, are quietly in the woodwork that came out to vote and are still not, you know, jumping up and down. They don't put Trump posters on their car because they don't want to, you don't want to get harassed by their friends. And I kind of think the more that the liberals keep acting like this and they're not civil with, with, you know, with Republicans, the more you're going to drive people away from the democratic party and towards Republicans. So what it's going to look like, I don't know, but I mean, it's growing in a way that I've not seen it in eight years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the more, you know, the term triggered is the perfect example that you get up so upset about things that really aren't that big a deal. You're going to drive more people to the other side that are civil, that, that you know, you know, they, you may not agree with everything you say, but, you know, yep. you can have a conversation with them. I mean, do you think and again, I, I, I understand you're not a soothsayer. I'm just, you know, I'm just I, I, I just. Just trying to get a, a, a gauge of, like I said, I, I know you've been a Republican, you know, since I've known you. So and, and I know you pay attention to this shit. So I, I just, you know, I, I like to get different opinions and, and just different points of view about, you know, just what's going on. I mean, um, do, do you see this sort of I, I mean, I, I guess the best way to characterize it, this kind of arranged marriage between. Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell, and Trump working. I mean, do you, do you, do you see it? I mean, I almost look at it. I mean, I, 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 Pence, I think, is, you know, pretty much the guy kind of holding the whole thing together. I would agree with that. Because, um, you know, tr you know, he's... I think Paul he, Ryan is, you know, a pragmatist. He's, he's realistic. He, he's, you know, he's somebody who's easy to work with. Mitch McConnell, you know, I think he's too much of an establishment guy. I don't... 
I don't yeah. know how well he's going to work. But I think the fact you have Mike Pence there, Mike Pence will work. As like the work. voice of— re, like the, the, You know, he'll, he'll be the, the voice. He's, he's very well respected among yeah. the Senate, and I think he'll be able to do great things in the Senate. And then I think— Well, I know, mean, you've already seen the amount of messes he's cleaned up. I mean, every time— yeah. You know, like, I mean, like hours later, you know, Trump will say something and it's like, all right, Donald, here, here's, here's your pacifier. Yeah. Mike, we'll, we'll let Mike Pence and, 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 and I will say, I mean, I, I know, um, again, when we were talking a little bit before we, we, we got on the air, um, you know, some of the cabinet picks I'm, I'm still a little skeptical about, but some of them I do love. I mean, I think Mattis was an absolute home run. I think Kelly's done a great job so far. Um, you know, Tillerson, you know, it, obviously the jury's out on him a little bit, but he's done, he seems to. I don't know enough about Tillerson to make a gauge about yeah, that. And but, he but, hasn't but, really been there long you know enough what? to do anything. But, but the one thing I respect about Tillerson so far is, you know, he he's not, he knows what he knows and, and he's not trying to, he's not trying to fake it. You know, well, I'm going to tell you, in any government position, you don't go in there knowing everything you need to know. So, I mean, but, but there, I, I, there I, is a learning phase. Absolutely. But I, but I respect that he knows that he came from, you know, outside of the, the, the Washington bubble, from, from you know, totally diff, different side of the tracks. And, you know, even even though obviously he was a wildly successful guy in, in, his, in his private life, um, you know, I, I respect that. You know, he seems to defer to to people, you know, on certain issues. And and, you know, again, um, what was it? The 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 summit he went to was that the G20, the, the, the yeah. one, you know, it, again, you know, this is obviously just based on stuff I read. It, it at least seemed like he asked a lot of questions to people, met with a lot of different leaders to try to, you know, kind of get the lie of the land. I, you know, I respect that. Like, it, it's like. He didn't go in there like a know-it-all just because, all right, I'm Rex Tillerson. I'm worth, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. I ran Exxon, you know, stay out of the way. Like, I, I, I you know, I, 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 at least, I respect when, when people don't know stuff, but at least, you know, willing to kind of go through the process of, you know, go, doing it the right way. Well, I mean, I think he'll be successful at what he does because he'll have the backing of good people behind yeah. him. I don't, I mean, I think his roles previously, um, he's he's negotiated things that you know the two previous Secretary of States have never done before. So, I mean, we, what he lacks in his knowledge of that, he's gonna, you know, I think he's gonna far surpass the previous two Secretary yeah. of States in diplomacy. Uh, I mean, what's what's your overall assessment of the? Uh cabinet so far i mean have there uh, who would you say have been the you know the i mean the, the good picks or and then the yeah. treasury secretary munchkin i was satisfied with he wasn't the first guy i would want because i would have liked somebody who would have been you know because he, he did interview a couple guys that were more aggressive with uh you know either auditing <laughs> I, or completely getting rid of the fed and not to cut you off i, I realize i'm wearing glasses right now because my contacts were bothering me before he really needs contacts bad. His glasses are horrible. <laughs> I think we can both agree on that. Yeah, I'm not going to argue that. <laughs> his wife is smoking hot, but... I never saw his wife before. Oh, really? No. Oh, she's... I'll, I'll pull up a picture while you... Continue. But, I mean, I think he's done... An, he's So far, he's done a good job, and I think he's going to... I think the, the thoughts he, he brings from it and where he's going to drive the economy, I think he's the right guy. Um, I mean, most people get hung up on Betsy DeVos. Um, 
but that's a you know that's a the entire secretary of education the entire department could be gone tomorrow and it, we were probably better off with it um and I think you know. I know. I she. I, I, I would I'm say not, I'm not her biggest fan. I would. I'm not her biggest fan either. And I think she did just absolutely awful in her questioning. Uh, yeah. Um, it, it wasn't. It wasn't the strongest. Just the but, uh, hearing. But, I mean, you know, the the, the triggered outlast of it that she's going to destroy the education department. Well, I mean, the changes that she proposes and adding school choice to there could only, I, I, in my opinion, can only help it. So, I mean, like, I like that he, he, he picked somebody that was different than the status quo and was going to actually try to actually implement some changes that could potentially really help, you know, some of the... I know. The, I, I just, uh, you know, I mean, my, my two issues w with her are, you know, obviously whatever. I, I know it's the buzz, buzz phrase, drain the swamp, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I mean, she has obviously i mean i feel like she half bought her position just with the amount of money she's been donating over the years well, she and, would never have got it without the money she had but i mean there were um, there were a lot of things and, and, she did that no, gave no her she did and, and, I, and i and i understand it's like her passion project but just because she's somebody of means and wealth and has this passion project you know I just, I don't know. I, I just, I have a fundamental problem with somebody who has never taught in a classroom, let alone been a superintendent, let alone been a school board member to now head up the department of education. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just feel like, like it, it's a pretty lofty spot to start from just because, you know, just, just because like, like it'd be like, you know, my family's worth hundreds of millions of dollars and I want to be point guard for the Lakers. Just you know, you know, just, just because you know I, I, I contributed well, this and this much money. In the role that she, in the role that I mean? Trump foresees her fulfilling, she was <laughs> successful, you know, at implementing charter schools. Um, yeah. And you know, if that's going to be her role, is to go out there and and, know, and but, promote but, voucher programs and charter schools, and she's see, not going to see. But like, no, and I understand that. But but I, I just feel like it, she'd be better served like if you had somebody with more qualifications in terms of just, you know, somebody who's been a lifetime. I would like you to minimize the power of that department and, and send that back to the States and, and, and put people in place that, like you said, have educational experiences in those fields than having some, you know, overwhelming bureaucracy in Washington dictating what states miles away, you know, hundreds of miles away I, are well, doing. I, I, so, I mean, I would like to see her minimize the power and open that up to you know open I know. The and, education and, and, look, and look and that that that's a fair discussion definitely to you know to get get rid of some of the bureaucracy send things send send it back to states i i, I don't disagree with all that I, I i i guess my my point would be though just you know I think somebody should be at the helm with just, you know, just just more experience in education who's, you know, just serve different roles, you know, across the education spectrum and then have somebody like her as, you know, whatever, give her whatever title you want, mm -hmm. but have her as like the advocate for, you know, charter schools, make her like deputy, you know, you know, education commissioner, but you know, her specialty is, you know, is advocating for, for charter schools. And she, you know, give give her a, a seat at the table, you know, where she can, you know, um, give her two cents on, 
you know, charter schools and, and the strengths of them and, and, you know, why, why she thinks, you know, they are a good thing, but not necessarily give her the keys to the kingdom. Well, I mean, I don't think, <clears throat> I don't think the secretary of education should ever have the keys to the kingdom. I know. I'm, I'm you, know sorry. I mean? you know what I mean? I, I'm, yeah. I, I'm just saying, like, I, I just, I just think it was a pretty big jump. Like, you know, just to go from, it's like, you know, this is going to be a weird... Well, I would like to see them get rid of the, the Department <laughs> of Education, not even have her. Role. Well, I mean, if uh, if Steve Bannon has his way, I, I think we might... We, we may be see, seeing the end of uh, quite a few of the government agencies. Well, I mean, there's plenty that they can get rid of. The, uh, what else? the EPA is probably on the chopping block. Well, the EPA, was it's Perry's running the EPA right now. Or no, he's or running... Pro, pro it. Pruitt, okay. He's a uh, Department of Energy. He's a Department of Energy. So, I I, you have to admit, whenever they show the the Rick Perry dancing videos, every time they, it is. No, nah, he's great. such a he's he, he's a he's he, a character. He, he's a he, he's a he, he's he's a, he. Can you imagine? I, I mean, at one point, that guy was thought of as like a potential like front runner for president like years ago i mean it, again not i like, mean it'll, not, it, not front front run but like you know he, he was, was up there he was but, up but there. just as you said before you know it, the, the public wins sway all he had to do was stand up there and stumble and forget the three programs he was going to get rid of and that was all she wrote uh, and, and it, literally that that phrase right there i think gutted his presidential oh, chances absolutely. And, and he stood up there and that's the amazing thing. I mean, you know, that that and it just goes to show you like how much the the political climate has changed because I mean, yeah, I mean, there were those days like where the news cycle was so slow that things like that overtook the news cycle and basically sunk people's political careers. Yeah. Whether it be Dan Quayle misspelling potato, you know, <clears throat> somebody well, like the, the Dean Kane's famous <clears throat> one was probably the biggest <clears throat> one. Which one was the? Uh, and he stood up there and he's like, "We're gonna go to Wyoming and Texas and something." And he's like, "And yeah," and he just screams <laughs> like that. And it's like they play well, that over and, and over then, again. Um, oh no, or wait, was that or uh, was Who that did I say Howard, Howard Dean? That was Howard Dean. Howard Dean. Howard Dean. Howard, 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 uh, yeah, I mean, but I'm saying, you know, you remember? I mean, think about how many moments there were like that where you know, I mean, like they were now. I mean, compared to like the stuff that's going on now. They were pretty lighthearted moments, mm -hmm. and they sunk people's careers, like literally just completely derailed people's political careers. And now it's just like it's such a circus just in general. Like that stuff like doesn't even like make a blip on the well, radar. It doesn't make a blip to Trump, but it, it does to other people. You, there's plenty <laughs> of people who can sink their careers small if no, they did something like that. But, you know, Trump does overshadow those little things. And, and I'm, I'm shift, just saying it's just changed like the, yeah. the 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 way the political climate it, it's just it's completely changed um th this th I, I i i know i i kind of mentioned it a second ago but th this was something i wanted to get your uh your opinion on because i uh i was gonna text you about it but then i knew we were doing this so i, I figured i'd hold off on this um what are your thoughts on steve bannon because i know i mean he even putting Trump aside, I mean, he probably is the most polarizing figure in America right now. <laughs> I mean, like, he's not out in the front and center. He's sitting behind, you know, advising him what to do. And I think Trump. I know, but, but he's involved. I mean, he is. Oh, he's absolutely involved. He's, I mean, but, I mean he's. I, 
who's really gate who's really you know steering the ship for trump i mean i don't think steve bannon you know is the the, the most controlling out there but I, mean, I think he's right i mean he's do i think steve bannon's writing you know his twitter comments you know i think he I has think input that, but 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 he i mean he he's i mean he's got amongst the most influential seats at the table it's hard to say really with trump i don't i don't know who he listens to I know. I mean, I mean, the one thing you always hear about Trump is that you know he obviously you know he, he, lis- he, he listens to his family and kind of takes their input above all else. And <clears throat> another thing is that sometimes whoever he talks to last is you know kind of like <laughs> what he goes with. <clears throat> but not that I'm marginalizing Steve Bannon or or how polarizing <laughs> he is. I just don't really know in his role how much how much control he's having over things i think he's got people who are gauging him on a number of different issues and he he respects them and you and utilizes them in different ways i don't, I, I don't think steve but, bannon but, has an overwhelming role in his administration see, i don't know i i i think I, th- I think i think he's got a pretty pretty lofty seat i mean ideologically i don't think trump and bannon side together i think bannon's you know he he's got his abilities and 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 advises him such, and I think Trump. But I don't. Know, but you know. But, but I mean, you know how much Trump values winning, and I think that he looks at, at Bannon as somebody who helped facilitate the victory, and I think that carries a lot of weight. I mean, I, I think Kelly Conway is more front and center than Bannon is. She was, but also I think I mean she's also recently kind of been neutralized i mean she's just i think this week finally kind of got back <clears throat> in front of the television cameras but she was sidelined for a little bit after some of her recent I mean, she's, yeah, she's you know i mean the gaff about her <clears throat> talking about nordstrom's but i mean well and the bowling green massacre yeah i mean she stumbles but you know they no, make, no, a, no. They make she, a huge I, deal about little things with her i agree I, but i mean she um no doubt she she did a tremendous job because uh, you know, when, when if you recall, when 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 she took over with Bannon, you know, t- took over from Manafort, uh, yeah. the campaign, she, you know, and then at that point, Trump was struggling, and you know, the the you know, and and he was really struggling to, to gain traction with women. He, she really, I, I I do believe she helped kind of like soften the edges a little bit, and made him more palatable to to women voters and. I, I think the combination of her and Bannon really did kind of bring it home for him. You know, Bannon, you know, provided more of the, you know, the strategic kind of aspects of it. And Kellyanne was a good spokesperson. More you know, in, she, I mean, she was softened she, up his delivery. Yeah, no, she, she, uh, she, she served two purposes. She, she absolutely softened up the edges of, you know, of, of, of you know, the, the, the Trump persona. And I mean, and I'll say this, I mean, as a media person, she she was tremendous. Like, like she was really locked in during, you know, those interviews that she was doing during that time period. Mm-hmm. Like she was like a pit bull. She 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 answered it, everything. She she had a smile on her face and just like went at people. But she hasn't had the best few months. I mean, to the point of where, you know, uh morning Joe, you know, Joe and, and, and Mika, who are both Republicans and friends with Trump. No, they are. They, they are sort of. They are friends. Joe Scarbo. They are friends with him. I mean, he's. The, I mean, is he a real Republican? 
again, maybe that's up for debate, but but he he is absolutely friends with Trump. No, I didn't say that. But is he a true Republican? I don't know. Whatever. I mean, maybe it's a little bit sticky because, you know, he's on MSNBC and he's their, you know, token Republican. But uh, I mean, you know, her credibility was to the point where they wouldn't even allow her on the air anymore. Because she, every time she had so, I'm saying no. I mean, on Morning Joe or in general, because she's, she's she, I don't think she's really left the. She the, Morning Joe, CNN, and I believe another station. Uh, literally, they all pulled the plug on her. Mm-hmm. Uh, the White House offered her in recent weeks, and they they all said, you know, no thanks. We she doesn't have right now. Her credibility is, you know, we we can't. We can't afford to just go through this fact-checking game of all right, all right. She said this. Did this really happen? You know, like it's it kind of becomes like a wild goose chase. So she again, I I think she did a very effective job during the campaign. I think she's trying to find her footing in this White House right now because I mean, you know, in many ways, I I think it is a little bit of like a dog eat dog kind of scenario there where there's a lot of different power structures within that white house of everybody vying for Trump's attention. And I think Kellyanne is trying to find her, her footing again. This is all my personal theory, but um, you know, again, she, she's, she's just had, she's had a few rough weeks. I mean, I wouldn't disagree. I mean, but I mean, I think they're very hard. The media is very hard and they make a big deal about things that aren't that no, important. They don't. No, I, and, I, and I'll agree with that. I mean, look, the, but you know, you have to understand it goes both ways. I mean, you know, Trump has gone out of his way and, and, and you know, his his people have gone out of their way to basically declare war on the media. Trump likes having an adversary. He thrives on that. I wouldn't argue with that. He I don't does. think I, I don't so, think so I'm, saying, I'm saying so now, right now, you know, you know, I mean, he he, 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 well, he it's he, an easy target because the media is the media the approval rating is so low right now. It's an easy target. It is. And, and you know, <clears throat> for the most part, I don't think they've been very fair with him. So, I mean, like, you know, look at but, him but, you know, avoiding the the, uh, the correspondence dinner, um, you know. He chose not to deal with them, and it's an easy target for him, and he's going to continue winning that way. He's going to continue winning that argument when they keep playing the same game the way they kept playing no, it before. I know, but and he circumvents them with his, his Twitter account. I know, but I also think some of it is a little bit disingenuous because he's the biggest consumer of media. He's obsessed with it. I mean, you're talking. Oh, he's absolutely disingenuous, but it's an easy target, and he rallies his base up, and they get excited. No, 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 they they do. So I'm just saying, I think, I don't think it's just purely just the media just having it in for him. I mean, you know, there's, it's gone both ways. I mean, you know, there's been plenty of instances where, you know, Trump, you know, Trump refuses to answer certain questions. You know, he, he, th- this Russia thing is still lingering. He, he will not, you know, even ad- every time the Russia thing comes up, there's some kind of diversion that's created <laughs> about whatever. Well, I mean, how, how is he going to defend himself on the Russia thing? The only way, the only option he really has is a diversion. I know, uh, I know, but I'm saying, but there's, there's really but, no, there's but, really, but, you know, you know, you know, the Russia thing. There's no way for you to prove his innocence when you, when but, you pull the, push that narrative, and uh, to the other side, they've never, there's zero credible evidence that he ever colluded with Russia, and they've had plenty okay, of time but, to come up with that. You know, 
But so I'm, 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 I'm just saying he changes the subject. He's going to change the subject because he can't win. Okay, but but um, okay, I'm just uh, I'll, I'm just going to frame it this way. You know, he he comes out and says a, a line verbatim. The 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 the, the leaks the, the leaks are real. The news is fake. And then fires Michael Flynn. So clearly there's something happened. Well, he didn't fire Michael Flynn. Michael Flynn resigned. He fired him. Come on. I mean, you, you don't you don't think he Michael? Come on. Well, he, he asked him to resign. So, so yeah, he, all he, right, he fine, fine. He fired. Fine. He fired. Look, I'm just saying. Look, look I, I've and, I, and obviously, I mean, look, I'm not I'm not I'm not well, to, I'm, to, I'm not, to I'm not, that. I'm, that whole issue on Michael Flynn should have been. How did that information get leaked? To even have a news story about that, and that's and that's an issue too. But but I'm saying, like, let me put it this way. You know, I've in in covering in covering different types of stories, I've had sources for 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 different types of stories. You know, from all walks of life amongst the government. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, just random people who you wouldn't think is a source, who is a source. You know, and obviously, you know, you you. You obviously got to protect, you know, okay. who the sources are, and you find stuff out. You know, you you hear stuff. Um, I, I've never covered the White House, but you know, it, it usually, especially it, um, when you're dealing with with matters of national security and, and things of that nature. You know, you look. Some people are Obama holdovers, no doubt. But a lot of the people that were, you know, the the people who do the day to day stuff, the day to day work, mm-hmm. many of those workers have spanned through multiple administrations, Democrat, Republican, the whole nine. Yep. A lot of those people are, you know, when when they decide to blow the whistle, many times it's because they feel that the government is in trouble or that they have a reason to blow the whistle. You know, the, the, you know, they're they're a lot of these people are apolitical. Like, you know, they, well, they're, they're they're blowing the whistle is different than leaking something like that extent to the media that, you know, that's a national security breach. And no, uh, look, look, I, I I agree. I agree that the you know, m- many of the leaks and, and, and some of the sensitive information. Absolutely. It, it's it is an issue. Like like, for example, my brother in law, Nate. He 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 um, had a government contract years ago, and he had a very high high security clearance. Me and him couldn't even talk about what he did. Mm-hmm. He never told me a word. I don't know anything he did because mm-hmm. it was you know it was just very protected information, and you know it was it, it would involve national security. I have no idea about any of it. So yeah, no, I I, <clears throat> I I'm with you that you know. Some some of the the information that is you know being leaked, it is concerning that you know especially if, if it's if, if it concerns national security. However, <clears throat> I will say this: like when you have a story, especially of sensitive information or you know high level information or whatever, ju- just some kind of explosive story, you know. You could say whatever you want about certain uh, news outlets, whether it be CNN, New York Times, whoever. All these news outlets still have ethical standards. You know, 
they really do. And 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 I'm 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 telling you, the God's honest truth. Whether you like whether you like them, whether you think that they lean too far left, too far right, they still have. You know, you you have like I, I used to again. Obviously, I didn't work at a place like that, but I, even at the radio station I worked at, we we had a, we had a news meeting every day. You you went through your you know what your stories were for the day. If an, if a story broke and it was a source that was giving you the story, you'd have to tell the news edit you know well, the, the executive so editor. I get the ethical standards point, and you know. And I'd like to believe you. So let's just, for sake of an argument, believe that they do have ethical standards. But you can look in the mainstream media at the people, you know, what percentage of the people there have a conservative presence? You know, look through through any avenue, minus Fox News, where is our conservative president presence? You have very little of it. And I think there's such an overwhelming liberal bias in the mainstream media that you know, either being ethical, but... They in doing their job, they are going in a direction that's unfair to you know. Look, uh, th- I, 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 and I and I think it's gone so far left that you know you're gauging the media in a direction that's not fair to uh, the actual uh, the news reporting. I, I I get what you're saying, but but I'm just saying. I mean, still at the end of the day, though, the story is the story, and you know, I mean, look, may, maybe. You know, yeah, but you and media know you can change this. You can change the story know, by you how you change, frame it, by I, what I, you I, focus on, but what, what you choose to put in the story, what, what facts you choose to highlight, what facts you put in the last paragraph. You you can you can change you can shift the attention from one I, detail look, to another based on what you what you want to get across. And look, I get what you're saying. And look, and it's one of those arguments that obviously is you know it's. It, it, Unfortunately, it's one of those arguments that becomes a stalemate. You know, it it just does because, uh, obviously, you know, if 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 you're right leaning, you think that the mainstream media is against you, and obvious, and vice versa. You know, whatever. It 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 just it cuts both ways. It it, it does become a stalemate. I think we can both agree on that. You know, it, it it I'm saying it's one of those arguments where it just it 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 it, it just well, it kind of hits that. I agree. It cuts both ways, but you have to agree. There, the conservative presence in the mainstream media is lacking compared to the liberal presence. No, I, I would say, uh, okay. I'll give you that there are more mainstream media outlets that skew left. I, 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 okay. I will give you that. However, still, the, the, the news is the news. And look, I mean, maybe the New York Times and Washington Post didn't go, you know, over eight years. Maybe they didn't go. At, you know, at, 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 um, at Obama as hard as they're, as they're going at, at Trump, okay? Uh, you know, maybe they didn't. However, I will say this. As somebody who's dealt with sources before, you know, like for, for, for a big story, even to get a source is difficult enough. You know, you have stories <laughs> that are leaking out. <laughs> and again, and, and that will... We'll, we'll, We'll put that aside for a second because I, I do agree with you that, you know, some of the leaks, uh, you know, that can, can compromise national security. It is an issue. It is like, you know, y- you you shouldn't just have free reign to just leak things that could, could be, you know, of, of, of importance to national security. But I will say this again. And as somebody who worked in the media, who, who's dealt with sources, 
but and I remember that, and this is the this is the one thing that struck me. The I forget again. I've lost. There's been so many mm-hmm. so, stories recently that I'm losing track of which ones were which because there's been. I feel like every day there's a breaking story. But you know, the, um, one of the first Washington Post ones that came out, I think, like two or three weeks ago about the Russia stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had nine to twelve people. Obviously, again, you know, it, it's tricky because if you if you put your name on the record, obviously you can't say what really happened because you're finished. Okay. But to have nine to twelve people who are all corroborating on a story. Which story are we talking about? I, I I'll, I'll look. I got. I I it, it was one of the. It might have been the Flynn one. It was one of the ones involving Russia. Well, I mean, look, for the Flynn story, if you break it down, how did anybody even find out about this? So this story, you know, a wiretapping of a Russian ambassador gets, you know, that's the only reason well, they, the, well, he, that's the only yeah, reason there they was, There were people of interest on the Russian side, I guess, who they, who had been, I guess the NSA had been. I've been keeping tabs so, on. So, you know, this is all top secret stuff. I that, agree. That no, no, should have, no. you know, I, I, the only I reason agree. they, I mean, and this, you know, this is a controversy without a crime. I'm sorry, this is a cover up without a crime. Like uh, Michael Flynn talking to him at the time was not the issue. Him lying to Mike Flynn or lying to uh, Mike Pence was the issue. And had the, you know, had they kept that secret, you know, not yeah. released any of that, which it never should have been, it never would have been a story. Look, look I, like I said, I, I, I'm I'm not arguing the point that there are because again it, it it's once it's released does it have to become a story yeah but that was that uh, should look, never have been released it's it's a very tricky it's a it's a very tricky scenario because yes it you know especially stories of uh, uh, involving national security you know they it's it is absolutely against it's basically treason to you know to to, to leak a story that involves you know, something that could compromise our national security. But I'm just trying to say, though, for, you know, Trump is trying to paint this thing of fake news and this and that. When you have a story of that magnitude, and again, I, I, I'll, I'll circle back with you. Because I got to look. I believe it was whatever, one of the first Flynn stories, I think. Um, when you have nine to 12 people, sources who are all corroborating the same story that is like that i'm saying from a journalistic standpoint that's like groundbreaking you you never get that many like and 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 that's why when i when i heard that first of all i was like holy shit like that i mean that that's like putting everything else aside that's crazy to have that many people who are basically saying like all right and you know like this is what happened to have that many people all saying the same story mm-hmm. is a, is a, is a holy shit moment. And, and I'm saying, and, and then it also tells me, okay, but this story, I still don't understand how the story is a whole shit moment that he just, he, that he that he had a conversation with a Russian ambassador. He, because he lied to Pence about it. I mean, did he, I mean, Pence went, Pence went on national TV saying that, you know, that, that he, uh, I, I believe Penn said that well, he, he didn't have did contact. He, yeah, the thing is, though, did he intentionally lie? Then, or did he, did he, either, did he have a do- dozen conversations? And, and, and I'm saying and, either either way, he lied to the vice president, and the vice president went on TV and vouched for him. Mm-hmm. 
and he made the vice president look like an asshole. I mean, I still think this is a you know a cover up without a crime. I mean, what, what did he do there? Well, As a I, private I'm citizen, saying, he could have had that conversation. I'm yeah, saying, sh- should well, he have been well, upfront with well, Pence? Yeah, I, I don't. Well, I, saying, I still don't think. I still well, don't talk, think. Talk to Mike Pence about. It. I mean, I mean, that's you know he he lied right to Mike Pence's face, and and also, uh, you know he I think in the aftermath of it, he was trying to cover his tracks. And well, he was covering his tracks because it became a story. If it wasn't a story, Mike Pence and him would have worked it out. If and, it, if that, if it yeah, wasn't leaked, and look, and if it wasn't I, leaked, I he would have said, and, but, "Listen, but, I had this conversation." And look, and look, and, 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 didn't and, mention and, it. and maybe you know, again, just from working in media, maybe I'm just too cynical. Like, I, I first of all, I always believe where there's smoke, there's fire. So, you know, if if if. Obviously, all of that stuff happened. <laughs> Clearly, it happened because he ended up, whatever, he did get fired or whatever, or asked to, to resign. And I'm telling you, if that was the case, and, and you know, and, and, you know, Trump was still trying to defend him even after firing him, whatever. I, I think yeah, that, he did that, defend that, him after he fired right, him. Right. Was, was that the Netanyahu press conference, I think, was right after it? Yep. Um, you know, tr- Trump was still trying to, you know, say, 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 yeah. saying what a, I'm telling you, it, I guarantee you there's even more to the story because, you know, if or or he just had him resign because he didn't want he didn't want to draw attention but, to it. No, he I wanted know. it to be over. I, I know. But you, ordinarily in, in situations like that, usually there's more to it. I, I'm, I'm just saying I could be wrong, but but I'm just saying look, 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 Obviously, you know, there, there's a lot of layers to, to all of this. And look, look, and I think on one hand, Trump is trying to distract from some of the stories that are going. But I also do agree that, you know, the very sensitive information, you know, if, if people are leaking it, you know, it shouldn't be free reign to leak shit like that. I, I, I do agree with that. But, you know, but but also, you know, it it. Again, it, it, it's it, it, it's a very delicate situation because, unfortunately, that's you, you know that's sometimes that's the only time that's the only way you find out about stuff that you know the public you know should know about, like AKA Watergate. You know, like you know sometimes you, you know it's just that's unfortunately the way you know the the world has to work sometimes. But um, but again, when you have a situation with nine to twelve sources. That tells you, like, I mean, <laughs> so, you know, some shit went down, and and clearly, you know, there were enough people who were appalled by whatever happened because they blew the whistle on it. Because to have that many people, I'm well, just saying, nine to twelve people still left over from the Obama administration that it, want to I, take it's down. Not all, I don't. It, that, it's not all Obama people. To have that that many people, not, that that's. I'm I'm just saying, it's a telling number. It's a it's a very telling narrative to have that many people, and I'm saying and and even like again I, and and I'm like look I'm sure Obama people have absolutely been involved in some of the leaks, but it's not all him. I mean even Sean Spicer did a check of 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 the phones of people in his communication department just last week. Well, that's the communication department. You know how does but, a, but how I'm, does a private message recorded by the NCA get released? Well, I know, but I'm, uh, look I. I, I obviously I don't know all the inner workings of how the NSA intercepts work. I'm not going to pretend to, but 
I'm just saying, though, it's not all Obama people because why would Sean Spicer checked his personal staff's phones unannounced? So I'm just saying it's it it's coming from everywhere, it, you know, and it, like it, it just right now. And, and you have to understand, I mean, like and I have followed Trump for quite a while. Just again, I, I'm a lifelong fan of the New York tabloid papers, mm-hmm. which Trump has been in all of my life. Yep. Even under his own uh, uh, publicist name of John Barron, <laughs> which is the best. I, I wish he would. I wish he would. You, you know about that, right? No. So when th- again, this is not false at all. When <clears throat> and, and this <clears throat> this tended to happen when Trump would go through divorces. Um, he was obsessed with being in the papers. Like he, he, he was obsessed with being in page six. He was obsessed with being in the Daily News and especially the New York Times. Mm-hmm. He would call up. There's actually tapes of it. So they're very grainy audio. Okay. He would call up uh, the different reporters. I think um, who was the one? Liz Smith, I think, is one. There's a few. You know, obviously some of them have changed. This is back in the '80s. He would call up as John Barron, and he would call up as Trump's spokesperson. Or he'd use different titles, such as like VP of development for the Trump organization, but he wouldn't disguise his voice at all. It would be Trump talking as Trump, boasting about all the women. But he would he would use the alias John Barron. He'd, he'd use John Miller or John Barron. And it's actually funny because then he ended up naming his son Barron, which is obviously a little creepy. Uh, <laughs> but I, I'm serious. And this is this is no bullshit. You can. Like, it's absolutely, like, substantiated. But he, he'd call up and he'd be like, yeah, you know. He, he And and he would talk in the same, like, cadence and delivery that he does as Trump. And he'd call. He'd call How long did this go on for? He did it quite often. And then, like, like then, like, years would go by. And then, like, he'd call up, like, randomly again. Mm-hmm. But during the 80s, it, it actually went on, like, pretty frequently. So that was midway of his bankruptcy then. It was during, yeah. So he would try to spin it just to make it seem like, and he'd be like, yeah, you know, you know, I, I heard a rumor that like Madonna wants to, you know, have sex with Donald Trump. Like he would just like make up, like he would talk about like models and, and famous people. Well, I don't think you're, nobody ever plays any of this stuff. You would think that stuff would come out more. I mean, it did come out, but that's what the, the, this election cycle just was so like haywire that it was, it was just, it was just it like come out, but. I, I swear to God, like it, it, it's absolutely true. But it's, dude, I'll, I'll send you the link to it. All right, it's it's hysterical, but it's, uh, you know, it, it, John Barron. <laughs> he, but he he literally played his own his own uh, his own PR guy. But we'll uh, <clears throat> we'll get into that in the next time. But uh, I, I think we uh, I think we should stop it right there. That sounds good. All right. Well, we uh, certainly covered a lot of ground, and uh, Clance, we'll we'll, uh, we'll definitely have you back in here. M- maybe next time we'll have uh, one of your uh, Facebook arch nemesis on. Uh, yeah, good luck getting them on. I know they. Uh, well, whatever. I mean, one of them's based in California, so that was lo- logistically. Uh, yeah, most of my arch nemesis don't live in New Jersey, actually. <laughs> minus uh, minus Miller. But uh, <clears throat> Segaloff now is uh, the new arch nemesis. He's in Austin, Texas. Uh, I don't know where Spivey lives now, but he's actually calmed down. Actually, more. he's it, actually easy to talk to now. He um, 
if I'm not mistaken, I think Spivey is the spokesperson for Union County. Oh, is he really? Because, uh, yeah, I remember t- towards the end of my run at 101.5, I used to get the because e- I got all the emails from mm-hmm. all like the the uh, PIOs, and I, and I saw Mark Spivey, and then I saw his Facebook page, and it said shit about like Union County and everything. So I think he actually like you know does work. Uh, at least in the media, uh, I thought he field. left that job and went to something else. Though. Oh, I don't know. Well, whatever. He he did work there, at some point, but uh, he was in the media at some point. But uh, no, it, it was fun. We'll definitely do it soon. Uh, where uh, where where can people find you if you want to plug anything? Um, I don't really have anything to plug right now. I mean, uh, all right, fuck you. <laughs> Oh, right, call it a night then. Uh, no, no. If you want to plug, Facebook. I mean the, the the Facebook, the the Red Bank Republican Party. I'm on there. Um, that's mostly where I conduct most of my social media. Uh, Red cool. Bank GOP on uh, so on uh, Instagram and Red Bank GOP on Twitter. Yeah, and uh, what's it called? Um, we'll either uh, next time we'll either get one of your arch nemesis in here or uh, whatever, or even if you want to get somebody else from like your you know from your council or. You know, or, or from the Red Bank uh, political machine. You know, you I am do. the Red Bank political machine right now. So yeah, that, well, whatever. We, we we can get uh, you know, we'll, we'll get somebody down here. But uh, yeah, you can check it out. Right? What, what are you, Clancy McClancy at McClancy dot Clancy McClancy <laughs> at gmail dot com. <laughs> and, and if uh, if you don't find him there, uh, you can find him at CrossFit. I won't say which one. But. <laughs> Fair you, you're a man of all trades, but I Clancy. do a lot of. I wear a lot of hats. All right. Thanks for coming on, Clance. I really appreciate it, and uh, we will uh, we'll do it again soon. Sounds good. All righty.